Hey, thank you so much for being here today for a very special joint podcast and video webcast with our friends from Zoom into Books and the Big Time Talker podcast. We're everywhere now, online, uh, on Facebook Live, YouTube, uh, Spotify. Boy, those guys are in the news these days, huh? Uh, Apple iTunes, Blog Talk Radio Network, wherever you get your podcast, be sure to download and subscribe. And thanks to our show sponsor, SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. So they say in-person meetings are going to come back in 2022 in a big way. And if that happens, virtual meetings may take a backseat to these in-person events and meeting planners and platform speakers can get together and find one another at speakermatch.com. Today's guest uh, has written a very interesting book uh, in a very interesting way. She joins us from north of the border in Canada, and the book is called Human. The author is Vanessa Ferlano, and uh, you can find her online at vanessaferlano.com or right here on your social media feed right now. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Thanks for being here today. Um, I got to ask, human, we all kind of know how to be human. So what is this book about? Well, I mean, do we know how to be human though? I mean, I think a lot of times we're so, we're so hard on ourselves. We're so stuck in our heads sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes we can get really caught up in just everything that's around us. Um, we kind of forget what being human really is. Those, those softer parts of being human, being compassionate towards ourselves, being compassionate towards others, even just navigating some of our own tougher and more difficult experiences. Um, for me, that's what this book is really about. It's about that, you know, how do we find comfort and peace in some of these maybe darker moments and darker times? And I've done that in the book by going through my own darker times, but by being able to, by doing that, by being able to look at my interactions and observations with the world and society around us. And if you want to pick up the book, it's available uh, in bookstores everywhere on uh, North America and Canada and uh, here in the U.S. And you can find out more at VanessaVerlano.com. Um, I, I have to stop you right there because when you said the word uh, about, you didn't say it in the Canadian way that I was expecting. <laughs> I didn't hear not one aboot in there. There was none of that. <laughs> we're pretty, we're not so bad. You know, I'm, I'm actually uh, like, I'm also half Mexican, half Italian. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more, uh, I'm a little bit more trained in my, my accents. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops. All right. So um, you've got an awful lot of life experience. And if folks aren't familiar with you, you're an artist, you're obviously a writer, uh, a musician, and it all kind of comes together in this very interesting stew in this book. But you're also a very busy lady, a business executive. So what was the impetus for you to sit down and write this thing? Where did it all come from? You know, what was that, that moment that you said, I need to write a book because that's a big undertaking. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think for me, I guess, yes, I am definitely very busy on, on the business, on the tech side. I spent a lot of time there in that space. Um, but I think that was kind of, that was almost a bit of a problem was that a lot of times I was like one of those stereotypical workaholics. And um, I was, you know, always on email and everything for like 24 hours a day and 
obviously not sustainable, but what was happening in my life was that I was going through some very personal, personal things. Um, you know, I was like losing my father. Um, I was in, you know, involved with an emotionally abusive uh, man, you know, lots of different, very, very difficult things that I was dealing with. But what was happening was that I was, you know, I was hiding behind my work and, and I was kind of pretending they didn't exist and using my work to distract me. And so once I started having that realization, I started getting more into this creative side. You know, I needed a way to express that, not to throw it and hide it under my work. Um, and so when I was going through the, my creativity uh, exploration, uh, journaling came up. That was a big one. Um, acting training was another big one. And they were all tied together because there's a lot of basis in, in spirituality. And when you're looking at journaling and acting training, a lot of them come from spiritual practices. And so for me, that was where human came from. It's those, human is really those observations of myself and other people, and then tying them all together and saying, oh, I think this is how I need to be compassionate towards myself and how I can now give that back to everybody else. And so that is what inspired me to actually write the book. If you're just scrolling through right now, you're just uh, listening to the podcast and tuning in, Vanessa Ferleno is our guest. The book is Human. And it's available at Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. And uh, you can find out more at her website, VanessaRelano.com. It's a memoir, but it's not a memoir. <laughs> and so I'm curious is when people say to you in your, your daily interactions with people you work with or people you meet socially, and they say, hey, so Vanessa, you wrote a book. That's great. What's the book about? What do you say? How do you describe this book to other people? I say it's memoir-esque because... Is that a word? Is that really? It is now. It is now. Um, but I say it is memoir-esque because it, it does, you know, the, it does deal with some of my own personal healings. But to me, it was, you know, there's a lot more about, about using our own maybe turmoils and troublesome times and darkness to connect with other people. If we can connect with ourselves... And if we can acknowledge some of our tougher times and how we feel and be compassionate towards ourselves, we can actually then do the same thing towards everybody else. And we can connect with people in a way that's very organic and very real. And so that's what I try to say is that, yes, it's, it's memoir-esque. You know, I talk about my own personal things, but it's from this lens of how can we, how can, how by doing this, can we better society? Can we better the world around us and connect with people? Who do you think you wrote the book for? Who's the, the target reader? Because the themes that you touch on in the book, and even the ones you just mentioned, the loss of uh, a parent or being in a really bad relationship, those are pretty universal themes. So in your mind's eye, who do you see reading your book? I would say that anybody that is going through some darker times, and I mean, I think that's defined very differently for everybody, right? Um, and But I think it's anyone that kind of needs a bit of looking for a different perspective, I think, to address the dark times. You know, I think when we are going through these things, there's a kind of emotional purge we go through. But then there comes a point where it's like, okay, I think I'm done purging the emotions. I think I need to hear a new perspective on how to actually observe these emotions and how to actually uh, connect with myself. And that is, I think, uh, the target person that I think would really enjoy reading my book. You know, there was a, uh, if you're watching this uh, live in you know, the end of January, early February, there was a tragic story out of New York City just this week about a uh, Miss USA 2019 who jumped to her death from the top of a, a skyscraper. And she's an incredibly accomplished young lady. She was a, uh, a litigator, an attorney, 
with a master's degree and uh, was a TV correspondent for Extra. And if you were to look at her social media postings, there was no indication that there was, was anything happening. And, and I wonder, you know, clearly there was some tough stuff going on in that young lady's life. I wonder if, if writing this book for you was, do you think it was therapeutic in any way? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and like I said before, when I was kind of, I was mentioning journaling, um, you know, that was a therapeutic part for me. So a lot of what's inhuman was stuff that I had been writing about. And then as I kept, as I kept progressing through my own darkness and realizing, you know, my perspective needs to keep changing and changing, uh, that was where human came from. But yeah, absolutely. It definitely was therapeutic and writing allows you to put what you're feeling into words and it gets it out of your body, right? Anger holds a place in our body and it allows us to get it out there and create space for other things and other emotions and other feelings as well. So absolutely. I have a, an author friend who wrote a, a memoir once and, and he said that he got a million dollars in psychotherapy. He didn't know he needed. <laughs> and I wonder if, if there was any of that for you. I mean, did you know at the beginning when you sat down to write this thing that that these were the kinds of feelings that were going to pour out of you? And, and did you have any inkling it was going to be this personal a journey when you sat down to write the book? Yes and no. I think, it, you know, I think you have the emotions that are there inside of you. But like I said, the writing really does allow you to, to bring it up in front of you. So yes, I was surprised by a few things about how I felt about some of the people that I wrote about and people that I kept very close to me. I suddenly realized, oh, maybe these are not the types of people that I want to keep close to me anymore. And so some of those revelations definitely, definitely did happen going throughout. And, you know, you shared with me once before when we were talking on the phone, what a huge fan you are of social media and how you think it's just the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I tease, of course. Um, I wonder if you feel like, you know, when writing this book, Human, that that's part of the mask that people put up because you can look at somebody's social media feed and not really get a real idea of who they are or what they're all about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think social media was created with good intentions, you know, to connect with people and, and it does allow you to, to um, stay close to people that you want to be close to. Um, but, you know, the very nature of it is really about the engagement part is, you know, maybe not the most human, right? It's likes and, and comments and all that stuff, but how real is all of it? And I did see recently, um, I think it was a model had made a, had put, put a video somewhere about saying how nothing on social media is real. And, and I think it's, it's, it's almost hurtful, you know, to, to kind of realize that because it is something that's supposed to be used to connect us all. Um, but how, how, if we're sitting here questioning, it, questioning its authenticity, what does that say about us? And, and even our unhappiness on a subconscious level that we, turn to social media just to escape our lives quote unquote but is that healthy like should we be doing that should we ever be feeling that we need to escape and especially through something like social media right I think it really is telling of of how we feel um, on a human level as a society in that case I say just keep posting your dog pictures and all <laughs> will be well with the world <laughs> you that's will see we, a lot of you will see a lot of my dog on there so i agree completely <laughs> that's what i'm seeing so far and i like it uh vanessa verlato is our guest the book is human and it's available now at bookstores everywhere uh north and south of the border 
Uh, Vanessa joins us from Canada today. We're going to catch her using her Canadian accent before the conversation <laughs> ends. If you have a question or a comment for Vanessa, uh, throw it into the chat room and we'll try to bring those up. You write in a very interesting cadence. It's almost rhythmic. Um, it's almost poetic in, in a certain way. So it's not, a, you know, the typical brick and mortar memoir by any stretch. And I wonder if the other types of art that you're influenced by uh, had something to do with that. And, and if you see this writing as just another artistic extension of, of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I do have a very uh, defined writing voice. And yes, it is rhythmic. It is poetic. And it's just, it's kind of, when I, when I go into a writing space, that's how my thoughts sound. That is how, that is the dialogue in my head. It just, it just comes out that way. And I think it does come a lot from, you know, even music. Um, I'm self-taught, so I don't, I don't actually know how to read music or to write it down. Um, and so, you know, you have to really feel the rhythm, right? Does that make sense? So you have to well, really- Well, Gloria Stefan says, she said, feel the rhythm. So that's yes, what she knew. Exactly. And so I think, it's, I think it definitely would stem from that, um, just coming from this whole, you know, when you're sitting down to write a book, your whole self is going into it and my whole self is into it. And so it's just finding that rhythm between the words and the thoughts and, and what I'm hoping to portray about, about my feelings, right? And I think- I think too, when we think about our feelings, you know, when we have our feelings, we're not stagnant. We're not just, here's my feeling, right? Our whole body experiences an emotion and, and that does interlay with our thoughts and how we think. And so that is really, um, that is really why, where and how the style comes out when I sit down to write. You, um, you have this, this book in the big bookstore chain in Canada and the name is escaping me now. It starts with a C. Uh, chapters and indigo right? chapters thank you yes so and, and this is a little bit of the the fanboy in me but i have to ask you <laughs> when when you walk into a bookstore and you see your book on the shelf what goes through your mind i mean that's got to be an amazing sort of surreal out-of-body experience yeah it's uh you know just feeling very gratitude honestly just feeling really grateful um you know, it's, it's something I definitely worked really hard for. Um, and, and also a lot of gratitude towards the stores for giving my book a chance, right? I'm, I'm a new author. Um, and, and, you know, I think for them, to, for someone to look at your book and say, yeah, we'd love to put it on the shelves. It's, 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 it's huge, you know, it's, it's, it's really amazing. So a lot of, a lot of gratitude, definitely that kind of swims through me. And uh, a lot of also the cover on the book was me when I used to be very active. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure my back <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Capture that while you can. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I learned something new. So that is actually your body on the cover. Yeah, that's me. That is me. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure if the, the tech folks, Belinda and the tech folks behind the scenes can throw that book cover back up. But we, we want a second look, if we can, at Vanessa at her best. At her best, and, and if we can't get the slide up, then definitely you'll have to run out to a bookstore or go to Amazon and buy it so you can yeah. check out Vanessa <laughs> on the cover of her book, Human. Wow, I learned something new today. I love that. Hey, I also learned a little bit about your heritage. You, you mentioned Mexican-Italian blend. Yes. yes so yes. that must have been a really quiet house where there was nobody <laughs> talking, there's nothing going on, very <laughs> 
Oh yeah. What was that like? Tell me about. So who's who? Who was uh, your mom Mexican? Your dad Italian? So the other way? Tell me about it. No, nope. uh, my mom is Mexican. Yep, she was born and raised in Puebla, Mexico, which is central, close to Mexico City. Um, I love it down there. It's a really beautiful part of Mexico. I love to go visit. Um, and then my father's family is is Italian. So he was born in Canada, but I mean, like we were all we were all Italian. There's really no there's I I don't really think I'm Canadian. We grew up, you know, Mexican and Italian, and really with those. Um, you know, the, the hardworking mindset. That was definitely something that was grilled into our brains as a child. How did they meet? How did your parents meet? They met on the beach in Mexico, actually. <laughs> so my, uh, my dad was on spring break and my mom was also on a vacation and they met on the beaches in Acapulco. Um, and yeah, they dated long distance for four years and then got married. And then my mom moved to Canada. What a great story. Yeah. You have brothers and sisters too? I do, I do. I have a younger sister and a younger brother. What were the meals like at that house? The food must have been amazing. It's a wonder you don't weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> they were, they were amazing. I, we definitely grew up with lots of good food, um, lots of pasta dishes and tacos. We loved, yeah, we all, we had everything, honestly. And, and yeah, it was great. <laughs> I can't complain about that. <laughs> I like that part of being human. That's yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, we're talking about the book, Human. Vanessa Ferleno is our guest today on Zoom into Books and the Big Time Talker podcast. And the book is available in bookstores everywhere, also at amazon.com. And thanks to our pals at Headline Books for having Vanessa uh, on the show today. So let's talk for a minute about some of these other things that you're involved in, where you kind of had to shoehorn in time uh, to write this book, Human. Um, you're, and look, I don't want to puff you up too much here, Vanessa, but you're kind of kind of a big deal in the tech space. Um, you know, you're a very accomplished young businesswoman, but for folks who are not familiar with you, um, you know, toot your own horn just a little bit and tell folks, you know, what you're all about. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. That's super kind to hear. Um, sure. I definitely, definitely do a lot of different stuff in the tech and uh, med tech space. Um, I work with lots of different startups. I've been an advisor and executive. I've also made angel investments. Um, currently, I, I am the chief operating officer for an organization called Athlete Tech Group, and we focus on empowering athletes for life after sport. So we do do lots of lots of really fun stuff there, um, but definitely yes, definitely does keep me very very busy. <laughs> wow! So so you prep uh, female athletes for what they do after their playing days are over. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we actually we do work with um, athletes of all ages and all uh, all levels, so all the way from high school all the way up to pro level as well. Um, but yes, we do recently right now have a program for that is geared towards BIPOC ath women athletes in high school. And so that's exactly what we do. We, we have a platform, we have an app that actually provides educational material, but then we run these programs and we provide them with different mentors. We've got mentors from uh, Seattle Storm, you know, Sick Kids Hospital, like lots of from all different avenues and all different um, professional backgrounds um, to really help them to, to empower them to start thinking about their life after sports. Lots of athletes spend so much time um, training that they don't get a lot of the opportunities that a lot of other students do. And so this is really what we're trying to, we're trying to fill that gap there for them. And you mentioned just offhandedly that you're a musician, you're self-taught. So what instruments do you play? And, and tell me about what kind of music we would hear. If we heard you working on a new song, what would it sound like? 
<laughs> sure. Um, so yes, I taught myself uh, taught myself piano. Um, very inspired by contemporary classical music. So Ludovico Inaudi is one of my favorite uh, composers. He's lovely. I had tickets to see him last year in Toronto, but it was canceled. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm still going this year, and I'm so excited. Um, yeah, but I play definitely similar to him. Very, uh, I really like him a lot because it's it's very beautiful and and simple, but but not easy if that makes sense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's very simple and. There's something about the way that he plays that I just, I can just, every emotion that I've ever felt just kind of comes alive. And I definitely emulate that in my own, in my own uh, music pieces. Are we going to have a Vanessa Perlino album this year? Well, I don't know about this year, but hopefully, hopefully this year might be tough, but, but yes, definitely. That is the goal in the future. Absolutely. I mean, what do you do with your time? I mean, you, you can only watch so much TV, you know, <laughs> only so much Netflix for you. I, I, listen, if we could stop having underachievers on this program, please, as I talk to the producer off screen. <laughs> Vanessa Verleno is the author of the book Human. It's available in bookstores everywhere and online at Amazon.com, wherever you get books. Um, is there a second book in you or are you one and done? Do you see a, another book? And if so, what would it be about? There are lots of books in me and <laughs> they are... Um, I have a few, you know, when I wrote, I wrote human, again, I kind of mentioned the emotional purging part of it, right? Sure. Uh, that there's a little bit more emotional purging that had to come out after that. So I've got a few books there, um, that are just sort of the processing of the emotions, but I would like to do a more complete memoir, more, not memoir-esque, an actual memoir that does connect the dots between all these different events in my life, um, but still catering around that theme of, you know, who are we as humans and how have we, um, who are we as human beings and, and what empowers us and how can we continue to connect with everybody around us? It could be very empowering. I mean, I, I can see, especially lots of young women looking at your story and, and what you've been able to accomplish. And yet, despite all those accomplishments, you also have your own stuff that you've had to deal with and figure out how to deal with. Uh, so I, I can see a lot of inspiration there. Um, but it's it's tough. Writing a book is hard. You know, I, I can't tell how many people have said, oh, I got a book in me. I've got this great story. But to sit down and actually do it isn't easy. And there's no one way, I understand, to write a book. So I'm curious if you would share for people who are watching right now, what, what is your writing process? How did you do it? Oh, my writing process is very, um, it's very, like I mentioned, it's organic. And a lot of times as artists, you know, it, it's all real, right? We don't go searching for things to write about. It's, it's there within us. And it just comes down to, can you access it? And so accessing creativity for me is very, it's a very spiritual process. And it's something that I do every day, even if I'm not sitting down to write, you know, I might not be writing anything today, but I'm still going through the spiritual practice just to kind of clear clear emotions out of the body, make sure what I want to write about is here, is present. And so I do that, um, lots of meditation, love meditation. I do yoga, um, lots of walking, love to walk and spend time with nature because I think all those things just really they're opportunities to connect with yourself and to connect with the body. And that's how, that's where your creativity and your writing is stored. So that, that's huge. That's a lot of my process is a lot of the spiritual, spiritual building blocks. Do you, um, do you sit down though in front of the computer every day and, and maybe set a, a deadline for yourself where, 
okay, look, I'm not going to get up until I've written 2,000 words, or I'm not going to get up unless I sit here for an hour, or is it really all inspiration-based for you? Uh, it's all inspiration-based. I, I will never force myself to sit at the computer and write, um, and frankly, a lot of my writing, I don't actually, it doesn't start on the computer, it starts in my journals, right? It's just pulling things out and pulling things out, and then eventually you just find this connection and then you'll just go and usually I'll go and go as long as until I get tired stop pick it up and then you know pick it up again later but no I, I don't I never force myself to do that because for me writing is also it's an experience right it's not just about finishing a product it's it's an experience and I don't want to be frustrated while I'm writing I want to enjoy every part of writing so would you say then that that the writing was was fun for you at the end of the day I know it was therapeutic but was it a, a fun experience? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's fun because it's an opportunity, again, to connect with yourself, right? Like every aspect of writing, every aspect of being an artist, of being creative is an opportunity to connect with yourself. And that's why I enjoyed it. And even when you're writing about tough things or having to pull out some difficult, uh, you know, the difficult darkness and things that are hard to talk about, it still is enjoyable because you're connecting with yourself. So back in the day, uh, Vanessa, I used to keep and this will date me a little bit, a, a little notepad with a suction cup that stuck on my windshield. And if I had and a little pen with a string on it, if I had an idea, I would jot it down at that time. Is your journaling kind of like that? I mean, do you keep something right beside you and you jot it down when the inspiration hits or do you journal every night before you go to sleep or first thing in the morning? So what's that process like? Um, I journal every morning. Um, every morning, that's kind of part of my, you know, wake up, meditate, yoga. Sometimes I'll write before I go for a walk or I'll write after the walk. Um, but I do, I journal every morning. I will sometimes, sometimes I'll journal at night as well. But I do carry, I have multiple different notebooks. <laughs> I have a big one, which is like my, my one for journaling. I've got tiny ones that I keep their pocket size so that I can carry with me. And if I'm out and about doing my thing, whip it out, write some things down. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, um, I do, I, you know, it's regimented the journaling, but then I do, I do have small ones here and there. Maybe I might wake up and journaling isn't really there for me, but if there's something on the music side that I want to jot down, then I have that one. And that's, you know, blank pages compared to line pages. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's very, it's very methodical for myself, <laughs> for my way of working. <laughs> So uh, this is fascinating to me because this is a very different way than a lot of the authors write. And it, I think it, there's a correlation between how you're a self-taught musician. You're also a self-taught author. So you have figured out to do it in a way that works for you. Um, for me, as a guy who needs to have a certain amount of organization, I'm not OCD as I move my water bottle to the right. Um, <laughs> but, but, I'm wondering how you then kept all of that straight and what the editing process looked like for the book. So you, you got this journal and it may be a thousand pages, 2000 pages of handwritten notes. How do you know what to pull out and put in the book? And then how did you do the editing process? I think it, for me, it came down to the vision. So, you know, you have all the, I have all these journal entries and I'm like, okay, what am I trying to say about this? Because I knew when I was sitting down to write, I didn't want this just to be a story of Vanessa and her life. I wanted to say something. And so that's where, when I talk about the connecting to society and connecting to the world, when I established that vision, going through the journal, 
makes it easy because now you're taking out the pieces that go, oh, okay, this is a really good point because it speaks to this. I think one of my reviewers wrote, um, the book was punctuated by universal truths. And I really loved that phrase because that that's how I think of it as I was going through this journal, my journals, and I was finding these quote unquote universal truths that I thought spoke to so much more than just going through a difficult time, right? It's not just going through a difficult time. It's 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 how we level this and use this among society and the framework of society as well. So um, the editing process was interesting as well. <laughs> um, you know, went through a few drafts, but I did start by getting a few people that I knew to read it just to kind of get perspectives. And then I just kept sorting things out in the process. And and what was also interesting was that the other books I mentioned that I that I'd written and that were being pulled out, a lot of that was coming from the edit. So I was pulling out things that were that didn't really fit anymore. And I just started putting them into other books. So, you know, it all, it all worked out again. It was kind of this, 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 what's it called? The beauty in the chaos or like, it's right, right, right. Chaos, right. It made sense. <laughs> it ended up working out. Did you find that, that your friends that you would send these early drafts to would, would just say, Oh, this is great. Everything's great. And you couldn't get any good, honest feedback. And, and if that were the case, did you, did you go outside to find somebody who would give you good, honest feedback or how did you make sure that what was between the pages especially in this kind of book that you're so intimately familiar with and, and so tied closely to, how did you make sure it was really a good book? When I spoke to, so I spoke to very few friends about it, but it was people that I knew that would hold a pull to some sort of journalistic, journalistic integrity. Um, you know what I mean? So like I asked someone that was close to some of these personal things that I'd been going through, but I knew that she also works in this space. And I know that she is also, I trust her as a friend. The reason we're friends is because she is similar to me. We're always truthful and very honest and very authentic. So I know she's not gonna just tell me, she's not gonna be a cheerleader for me, right? She's gonna tell me, this doesn't make sense. I'm not sure what you're trying to say here. You know, thank you for sharing this experience. It doesn't really work though, you know? So someone that could had that level of integrity, but also authentic and, and honest and, and truthful, right? I think people who are truthful in ourselves, uh, we're the people that, those are the people that I was asking to to write this because they would find some, or to read the story, to find some way to connect to it and tell me what wasn't working and what wasn't working in a very authentic way. So the, um, we're going to probe a little bit about the the bad relationship that you write about in the book. Do you think that that guy knows that you wrote about him in the book? And what do you, uh, what do you think he would say about how he's portrayed in the book? I'm not sure if he would know, um, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if he would know. And how do I think he would feel about being portrayed? I mean, I'm sure he would not be happy about it. I think characteristically, you know, the type of individual, right? Um, very concerned about their personal branding, I guess we can say, and what others think about him. Usually that has to do with someone else's uh, level of, of pride and insecurity, right? And that that's, that's theirs, not mine. So I'm sure he'd be unhappy about it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not writing this book to throw any bad light onto anybody. At the end of the day, this is really about, you know, how we overcome these things and how 
we can find that comfort in some of these dark times. I have no hard feelings towards him at all. You know, it was a not a great experience and it was hurtful, but I've let that go because I can't carry that with me or else I can't be my true authentic self. You know, Taylor Swift is well known for writing these songs about her various ex-boyfriends without naming them. And and uh, I heard her say, you know, one point, you know, at some point, no one is ever going to want to date me because they're going to be worried that I'm going to write a song about them. Uh, has that entered into your mind? Let's say you meet Mr. Wright and uh, he's this wonderful guy. But he knows that you've written a book that mentions the not such good things. Does that foreshadow any of your future relationships, you think? No, not for me, no. I mean, I think if I found a partner who appreciated, truly appreciated me and all my experiences, I don't think that would, that should impact anybody or anything. Because again, at the end of the day, my goal, my, my writing is not about uh, it's not about being hurtful to people. It is really about growing as a society. And it's really about connecting and connecting with ourselves. You know, I don't, I don't blame this individual or this man. I don't even blame myself. It's, it's, it was a situation and it happened. And I understood why I found myself in that situation based on certain aspects of my life and some things about my upbringing and all those things, right? I understood it situationally. And then I let go of it and said, okay, I understand Vanessa. That was a tough time for you. We understand why you were there, but we're going to let go of it and we're going to keep moving forward. And that's that. And I think I would hope that I would find a partner who could understand that, appreciate that, and also embody it in his own way as well. And, and again, it is one of those universal truths, right? That so many people go through those situations that that's, uh, that's what being human is all about. And the book is human. The author is Vanessa Berlino and she joins us uh, from Canada today where the book is available in bookstores all over the country of chapters bookstores also at amazon.com here in the states you can go into your local bookstore and and request it by name as well um at the end of the day what do you want the reader to take away from human i really hope that any reader will be inspired to explore themselves to explore you know explore their life and explore you know why am i the way that i am today and is it, is it serving me? And if it isn't, what are some of the changes or some of the things that I should be addressing to make sure that I can keep being this version of myself that does keep serving me so I can operate at my highest, uh, at my most maximum uh, capacity and make sure that I'm creating a life that I want for myself. You know, there was, uh, uh, we're 10 years too late for Oprah's book club, I think, um, <laughs> <laughs> when it was, was the thing, but there was a, a time when these sorts of uh, books that, that deal with, and you deal with it in a very different way, but with personal development were really big. And I'm, I'm wondering if there are authors that influenced you and, and sort of as an add-on to that, for folks who haven't read your book yet, but they think it, it sounds interesting, um, authors that you might compare this book to. You know, if you like this, then you might like that. So who are some of the authors that, that influenced you? And, and maybe is there a touchstone that potential readers might take away so they would be able to wrap their heads around what human is all about? Yeah, um, I would say Sylvia Plath. Um, her book, The Bell's Jar, um, I actually just reread it uh, maybe a month or so ago. And I kind of forgot that like, there's a part of me that I thought, huh, I wonder if my subconscious was kind of leaning towards this when I was writing because I think she's very similar. She does talk about some of these darker topics, these more difficult topics. 
but it's in a way that is very real and very, very present in the way that she writes. You know, she, um, you know, it's, it's like you're with the character experiencing the same thoughts and the same feelings in the body, um, very, very present. And so I would say, yeah, that I think she's probably um, an author that I must have been subconsciously thinking of when I was writing. <laughs> Who do you like to read when, when you have uh, those copious amounts of free time that you have when you're not, you know, overachieving constantly. Uh, who do you like to sit down and read? Is it, and, and, and there's no wrong answer here. Sometimes people that write really heady books, you know, want to lose themselves in a John Grisham legal thriller, uh, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So, so who do you find that you're drawn to? What do you like to read? I love to read books about um, like physics, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, one of my favorite authors is actually Carlo Rovelli. And so he, he writes a lot about loop quantum gravity. And it's a theory that he's founded in his uh, educational institutions and something that he researches. But it's essentially about, um, you know, almost not like the Big Bang Theory, but it's, it's that same field, right? It's, it's where did the world come from? How did we get started? But I read a lot about that because he writes, he also writes fairly poetically for a physicist, <laughs> you know, and he also talks a lot about, he does a lot of um, interlaying with philosophy as well. And so I really enjoy his books. I love to read how he ties all these different concepts together to tie physics, philosophy. And then he talks a lot about nature as well, the connecting of nature and how that's where a lot of the early parts of physics came from was philosophers who were studying nature really and the way of being so um, I love to read a lot of his books and I like to read a lot of biographies even on Einstein for the same purpose there's a lot of very similar a lot of similarities between them and it was a fact that a lot they they appreciate nature and that's where it's all very organic and how they come up with their theories is a very organic discovery process and it's something that that really speaks to me as a writer and as I've talked about my own creative process that's the reason I like to read a lot of those books. You know I was really hoping you would say yeah Harlequin romance you know <laughs> none of that none of that. Um, <laughs> hey I can almost visualize on the other side of this screen Vanessa um, well, young lady watching, maybe from a disadvantaged background economically, socially, um, maybe she's really struggling and she's looking at you and she's saying, wow, look at everything she's done. I wonder if I could do that. What would you say to that young lady on the other end of the screen that maybe is looking at you and listening to this conversation and thinks there's a role model? What would you say to that young lady? I would say thank you very much for seeing that in me and for listening to me and for hearing me. And I would also say you are not what anybody else is going to define you as. You know, lots of people are going to try and tell you who you can be, who you have to be, uh, where you fit into society, and it's not true. You decide who you want to be and you decide who you are and you stay true to that because a ton of people are going to tell you not to stay true to that. But you stay true to that and the opportunities and your life, you will create it for yourself. Doesn't matter where you start the race, it's all where you finish. Vanessa Berlano, what a great conversation. What a great book. Human is available now everywhere. Uh, chapters bookstores all across Canada, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever books are sold. Ask for it by name when you stop in at your local independent bookstore and, uh, and let's support those independent stores that are out there. Thank you for being with us today. Best of luck with the book. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> It's about time we wrap this up. Vanessa Perlano, our guest today. The book is Human. 
I'm Burke Allen. Thank you. Headline books and zoom into books. Thank you to our show sponsor, speakermatch.com. Hey, wherever you go, whatever you do, get out there and make it a great day. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody. <laughs>